Coach Tyler Shaw with KBTX back in College Station. Um, after going nine and one, you guys are obviously no no longer flying under the radar at all. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to be giving you your best shots. Is that kind of what you you expect, and how do you you know? Well, that's where you want to be. You want to be you want to be relevant. You want to be everybody's game that they mark on the calendar. That means you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you become the organization you want to become. And now we have to deal with that, and we have to handle that, and we have to understand the responsibilities that go with that, and the standard at which we have to play and practice and prepare which each and every week. Coach, we're going to your left on the second row. Hey, Jimbo. Rocker DeSanger from WHNT-TV in Huntsville. Uh, you and Nick had a little bit of a back and forth mm-hmm. this offseason. Uh, it was comical to a lot of people. You said you were going to uh, beat his rear end, and he said in golf. Yeah. Uh, first of all, who's the better golfer between you two? I and, don't even play anymore. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to practice for a week to be able to play with him. And, and second of all, how, how is no, that? No, I'm joking. He's the golfer, not me. <laughs> how has that off-the-field relationship grown between you guys over the years? It's great. I mean, I have the utmost respect for them. And, and my, our whole statement of that was that they're the standard you have to play at, and that's why we're here. And we have to meet that standard, and we have to play at that standard every week. And then, you know, and when that game comes, we can still play at the same standard. It doesn't matter who our opponent is. But they've raised the bar. They've done a great job and have the utmost respect for him and their program for sure. Coach, to your right, second row. Hey, Coach, Mike Lucas, KXTV and College Station. With nine, got nine starters back on defense and a couple you know, superstars in that group, how dominant can we expect this defense to well, be? Well, I hope so. And, and again, you know, one of the reasons you're good on, on defense is you're good on offense. You don't turn it over. You can score points. You can eat the clock. You can do things there. But also that, that their standard of how they're going to play will go up. And they just have to play up to their capabilities. We have some tremendous players. Mike's a tremendous coach. Got a great staff. And I think, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself to play well. Just play well. Do what you do. Play up your capabilities, the standards in which you have, and I think they'll be fine. But they're a very talented group and a very well-coached group. Coach, to your left, third row. Hey, Coach Jacques Doucet, WAFB in uh, Baton Rouge. Uh, covering high school football, the name Texas A&M seems to be coming up more in Louisiana in terms of recruiting I know you can't talk about specifics. So. Yes, y'all got a lot of good players in Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's right, that's right. And so um, can you talk about how you've been able to recruit Louisiana and just what have you uh, built at A&M in terms of stacking these classes up there? Well, if you're going to play at the highest levels, you have to put three classes back to back to back because you've got to create depth, you've got to create competition in practice, and you've got to find out who the best players are each and every time, and you've got to have that group. And we've got to continue to do that. And as long as we continue to win, we ought to be able to have those classes because people want to come where they win if we do a good job so that's very important it's, you know you just don't have one class or you don't have a class and a bad class and another you, you can't get to where you're going you have to consistently have good players listen all of us coaches have egos and we all think we're great coaches well real good coaches when we got real good players and I'm, I'm going to say that and recruiting is a big part of that then it gets into player development we have to develop our players put them in the right positions and let them grow as players and you know hopefully we've built that there hopefully we can consistently do that because if you don't net in this league it'll, they'll let you know real real quick Coach to your right in the third row. Jimbo, as they say, iron sharpens iron. Uh, how is coaching with Nick Saban 20 years ago and now against him in the same conference help make you better? Oh, I mean, it, it, your standard of how you know that you're not going against a team that's not ill-prepared. You're not going against a team that's not very talented because they recruit well, and they're going to be able to handle big situations. So if you want to match that, you better be at your best, and it keeps you at your best all year round. Just like he, he lives it every, every day of the year, I live it every day of the year. And if you don't, you can't meet that standard. And, you know, he's done a great job of that, and that's the way he was when I coached for him, and that's the way we, he definitely is now that I'm going against him. There's no doubt. Coach to your left, second row. Coach Ryan Hennessy, NBC 13 here in Birmingham. Um, some unfortunate, sad news that came out about Bobby Bowden today. Yes. And uh, I couldn't think of a better person to ask this question to. What did he mean to you? What does he mean to you? And 
what impact has he made on your coaching career? Uh, he's you know, impacted a lot of people here in Birmingham. Th- listen, I, their family has big impact on my career as any family, anything I've ever done in, in, in ball. My father and my mother give me the opportunities. But then when I started playing for Terry in 1984, people always accused me of being about him. I used to go stay at their house. I would stay there. I would go to practices and watch. I would sit in meetings and listen to him organizing coach, his coaches, coaches, players, organize game plan. I sat in the press box. I go to bowl games with him. They put me up when I became a coordinator at Sanford and let me go to bowl games with him and watch him organize meetings, sit with a headset on and listen to him call the game, how you want to call plays, how you want to set things up. And just everything you could humanly do to give me an opportunity. You know, coaching for Terry and Jeff, and they coach me, and then I coach with them and Tommy and new Steve and Ginger now. I mean, all of them. But, but Bobby just always embraced me and taught me and talked to me when I had things to ask, things to do. And then when I was fortunate enough to be able to coach, one of the reasons I wanted to go back and coach with him. And I think, I don't know if there's anybody that's ever done it with any more grace, dignity, or class on the sideline in college football in the history of this game and had the success he had winning, doing the things he does, and the impact he had on his coaches and the impact he had on his players and everybody who came in contact with him. He's as fine a guy, man as there ever was, and he means the world to me, and it, it's a very sad day for me to, to think of him. There. I just talked to him just less than a month ago, and we had a cox, and it was funny. He said, you know, I feel good. He said, I get the Houston paper, and I keep up with you every day, buddy. I'm keeping up. You're doing good and all this stuff, and it's just fun, and, you know, that he has that respect. But then at the same time, I said, how you feeling, Coach? He said, you know, I don't feel bad. just don't have a lot of energy and can't go. And then, of course, been three or four weeks later, he gets a diagnosis. And, uh, but what, what, what a man. That's all I can say, what a man. Coach, to your right in the front row. What's the quarterback battle like? I know you've been asked that a lot, but you know, just how close are you to, to naming a starter? Well, they'll, they'll name the starter. I won't know how they play and what they do. And I'm very blessed to have two guys I'm very confident with. Those guys can – Zach's tough. He's competitive. He's mentally tough. He understands the offense. He can run. People don't understand how good athlete he is. Haynes really knows what's going on. He's competitive, tough, throws the ball really well. So we got two excellent guys. So I'm looking forward to the battle coming fall camp. I mean, I don't know. I'll know when I know and when they tell me. <laughs> Coach, to your left, front row. Hey, Coach Justin Keggs, TV and College Station. Uh, given that, how nice is it to have Isaiah Spiller, Devon Chain, Jalen Watermeyer? I mean, your weapons are plentiful around those quarterbacks, but do they have to play well too, right? Well, they do. They have to, their, their game's got to go up. But like you say, you got all three leading receivers back. you got Anais, who's phenomenal, as good a player as anybody. Hez and Chase, all three of your top receivers. you got Wiedemeyer's All-American tight end. you got Spiller, who's got All-American caliber back. you got a chain, who's MVP of the game. So all those skill guys around those guys are played. Then, then you get, people forget, you get Caleb Chapman back. Chapman was playing pretty daggum good when uh, had a pretty good Florida game and some games before he got hurt. Demas is in there. JP's in there. Uh, getting Moose Muhammad back in there. Get Devin Price in that group. I mean, all those guys, getting those guys back, it's a great group of guys. And to have quarterback to break them in, you want all your skill guys and all those guys around with experience. And that's going to be a huge part of their success, which I think is going to be a big advantage for those guys. Coach, to your right, second row. Jim, how do you keep everybody happy, though, with touches and whatnot when you have so many weapons to your disposal? Simple. Best players play, and I tell them. We keep them honest where they're at, what they're doing, and we did last year. I mean, we got, we got the ball. One thing we do in the way we run our offense, the ball gets distributed around. They all get touches, and we're very versed on what we do, and, and whether it's run or pass, and getting the ball to different guys. So we have those guys, and they'll, they'll, get, they'll get their touches. To your left, Coach, third row. Coach Matt Trent, WBRZ in Baton Rouge. Yes. I know the news of Texas and Oklahoma maybe coming to the SEC is still fresh and you don't know a mm-hmm. whole lot about it, but your AD said that he's really not for it because he wants Texas A&M to be the lone team from Texas in the SEC. How big of an identity deal is this going to be moving forward? 
Well, I mean, A&M being in the SEC is great for us. It helps us tremendously. And like I say, it's speculation. You don't know what's going to happen. But for a conference to expand and do that, there's a lot that's got to go in. There's a bunch of other teams that they're saying left out. What do you do with those? I mean, there's a lot left that we can say. We just talk about Texas and Oklahoma, and, hey, they got a great conference. They're proud of it. <laughs> to your right, second row. Coach, you got to replace four starters from the offensive line last season. When you have that many holes to fill in a unit, what's the process of figuring out who fits best where and how well, to get them all Experimentation and where you put and what you think guys are. And, but, again, I'm saying this. I think we're very talented there. I'm very blessed. And getting Jameer in, having experience helps. Luke is really an older guy. You don't realize, think of him as a young guy. But, he, I mean, you know, he's an older guy who's really knowledgeable. And then, of course, Layden has played some, has done really well, powerful. Aki does a great job. So I'm very excited about that group along with the backups in which we have and then uh, the young freshmen we're bringing in. So I'm, I'm, anxious, I'm really anxious to watch that group grow because, I mean, it's a very talented group of guys. Two final questions. The first one right here in the front row. Coach, you mentioned, mentioned Caleb Chapman. What's his status? Is he going to be 100% this season? Yes. And what do you expect from he's, him? He's 100%. He's ready to go. He's doing all the running, all the training, and everything right now. He's ready to go. Final question, Coach, to your left front row again. Uh, last one here, Coach. Your DBs, they're all back as well. Mm -hmm. What do you expect from that group, and especially your, your safeties with, with the leadership back in the back? Well, there is a leadership group there with Damani and Leon and A.J. and Carper and all those guys are in that position, whether you're nickel, but in your corners with the Jones boys. And Brian George and then all Chappelle and Deuce Harmon, all those young guys in that group, I mean, they're all very talented too. So having that group and, and the versatility to mix and match those guys, and a lot, there's a lot of length, size, and athleticism. So very excited about that group. Coach, thank you very much. Good thank luck. Thank you all Safe very much.